It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, guys, we welcome you aboard to episode number 169 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. I am Chris Russell, your host at WrestleMania 621 at WrestleMania 621. And as well, we invite you to follow at Locked Redskins at Locked Redskins uh, and as well at Locked On NFL Net for all of your NFL team coverage from all of our local correspondents uh, and experts. As usual, busy day for the Redskins as they make uh, official some coaching moves, one that was sort of anticipated, uh, one that was 50-50, let's just call it, and uh, certainly two that I think improve the 2019 Redskins, which is what it should be all about. So let's start with the news of the day. Kevin O'Connell who we mentioned on last night's episode uh, and yesterday's episode, I should say, episode number 168, has been promoted from passing game coordinator to offensive coordinator. Uh, He was the passing game coordinator and the quarterback's coach. He's been with the Redskins for the last two years. As you know, Kevin O'Connell is highly thought of and well-regarded. We had mentioned, uh, I believe, on yesterday's episode that Dan Snyder was pushing hard behind the scenes to make sure that the Redskins did not repeat what happened to them with all the young coaches that they have let outside the building, including Sean McVay, including Kyle Shanahan, including Matt LaFleur. Even though there were some extenuating circumstances with the Shanahan LaFleur group, uh, not with Sean McVay, but as we've kind of talked about, there was really no place for Sean McVay to go. The Redskins were hoping they could have kept Sean McVay for another year and then maybe made a decision depending on how things shook out. Uh, it didn't. Sean McVay left, got a job a year early, did a great job, won a division, won 10-plus games, lost in the playoffs, and then year two, of course, as we know, is at Super Bowl 53 as the head coach of the Los Angeles Rams. The Redskins were not about to lose Kevin O'Connell at least this offseason. And, you know, from what I've heard, The plan is, of course, not to try and lose him at all, period. Now, how long can they keep him? I don't know. If the Redskins win this year, somehow, some way, you know, Kevin O'Connell is going to be a hot, hot name, even though, even though he might not be the offensive coordinator and play caller as we suggested he should be and as we would like to see him be. We'll get more into that in just a little bit. But Kevin O'Connell gets a promotion to offensive coordinator. And the Redskins, by the way, have made this official uh, on their website and sent out a press release. Again, he's been the quarterback's coach and then the passing game coordinator for last year. He's been the quarterback's coach for the last two years. Also, now, you might be asking, well, what happened to offensive coordinator Matt Cavanaugh, who's been uh, a longtime NFL assistant and nobody really knows too much about? Uh, He has kind of lived in relative anonymity compared to O'Connell, compared to Jay Gruden, compared to um, 
Bill Callahan uh, and, of course, Greg Minuski and Tom Sula and so on and so forth. Matt Cavanaugh will now be the club's senior offensive assistant. Whatever that means, he'll be the senior offensive assistant for the Redskins. He has been with the Redskins for the last four years and the last couple of years since McVay left as offensive coordinator. Um, that 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 yells out to me, that screams out to me, uh, we didn't want to lose you, we didn't want to fire you, but we needed desperately to promote Matt, uh, to promote Kevin O'Connell, uh, and we needed to make sure that we change this offense and we do everything we can reasonably to fix some of the woes, at least on the surface, and give people a little bit of excitement. So Matt Cavanaugh does not lose his job, senior offensive assistant, and I'm sure he can help out and be a voice in the room and um, watch tape and all that good stuff. Now, the other big move on Tuesday is the Redskins announced that they have retained Jim Tomsula, their defensive line coach. As you know, we've talked about Jim Tomsula from time to time, uh, maybe a lot of times, right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Uh, I didn't think Jim Tomsula was going to ultimately come back until Greg Minuski, we found out that he pretty much for sure was coming back. And now we see that he's been participating in all sorts of position coach interviews and so on and so forth. Greg Minuski and Jim Tom Sula are buddies. They're longtime friends. And Jim Tom Sula came here because of Greg Minuski. And while I was told, and we alluded to this or mentioned this or talked about this on episode number 168. I was told that he was not at all happy, not at all thrilled with the way the Redskins treated Greg Minuski and the circus of last year and basically wanted out. His contract was up. Uh, my understanding is he did look around. My interest. Uh, my understanding is he certainly got interest. Maybe it wasn't the right offer. Maybe it wasn't the right team, the right location, the right situation, the right money. We don't know. And we don't know how long he signed back for. But what I was told was that he did not want to let Minuski down. He did not want Minuski to be in such peril already for his job and already basically being on the way out and to lose his top assistant and his friend in Jim Tom Sula, who coaches the strength, the undeniable strength of the Football team, the entire football team. There is no question about that. So Tom Sula, I don't know, again, how long of a contract he signed. Maybe it's just a year. We don't know. Tom Sula comes back, and that's a huge score for the Redskins. But remind you, he is not happy about how they treated Greg Minuski. He is not happy about the clown show that goes on behind the scenes. Yet, it apparently wasn't bad enough for him to leave. Now, again, there's multitude of factors when it comes to that that you can't just automatically assume that he's happy and that everything is Shangri-La. He doesn't have to be perfect. He doesn't have to be super happy to be effective. He's just going to be a coach, and he's just not going to worry about as many of the politics, and he's going to see what happens to his buddy Minuski. If the Redskins win again this year, you know, then maybe Minuski gets back in good graces. Maybe then he recommits. Maybe not. Maybe he leaves. Maybe they both get fired. Maybe Minuski just gets fired and Tom Sula walks away. We don't know. So don't read into what happened today or Tuesday as the end-all, be-all, and, well, he must be happy or, bam, uh, 
you know, your reporting was off. No, it it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Uh, he is not happy about how they treated Minuski, nor should he be. It was a joke, and everyone knows it. But it wasn't bad enough for him to leave his friend. And that's honorable, and that's a break for the Redskins because they get their their position coach back of their best group, their best unit on the entire roster. As far as play calling goes, let's get to that next on the Locked on Redskins podcast because I want to talk about that and explain some ideas that I had when it comes to Kevin O'Connell, the 33-year-old assistant that is now the offensive coordinator of the Washington Redskins. We'll do that next right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so we're back right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. It is episode number 169. Good to have you aboard with us. I am Chris Russell. Uh, We are with you to tell you about the new coaching moves and the new structural, uh, the the new structure, if you will, in the Redskins coaching staff uh, with Matt Cavanaugh being promoted from senior offensive assistant, if you could call it a promotion, he's not fired, from offensive coordinator to senior offensive assistant, Kevin O'Connell was definitely promoted from quarterbacks coach and passing game coordinator to offensive coordinator, and also the Redskins retaining Jim Tom Sula. Now, as far as play calling goes, it doesn't appear that Kevin O'Connell is going to be the play caller on offense as I would like him to be. I, I don't hold Jay Gruden in as high regard as some do uh, when it comes to play calling. I know he's a good play designer. I think he's a pretty good, pretty decent play caller. I don't think he does a good job. Uh, you know, people talk about halftime adjustments. Uh, I don't think he does a good job of adjusting what he wants to do and what he ideally wants to do to game situations, need, and the ability to execute. I've talked about this a number of different times. Jay Gruden, when they can't run the football and they're one-dimensional and when they're heavy pass, 80, 85, 90%, wants to just throw every route in his book and in his playbook and his game plan, And his quarterback often struggles for accuracy under pressure, under duress. The offensive line gets worn down, gives up a lot of hits, sacks, and things get completely disjointed. And before you know it, it's third and 13, third and 14 on every series. I think Jay can help his quarterbacks out by shortening stuff up, by adjusting, bending, twisting, manipulating the game plan, doing different things that would help his offense when it is struggling. Uh, Another problem that has kind of emerged, and my pal Craig Hoffman of 106.7 The Fam has talked about this a number of times, including on my show on the radio on 106.7 The Fan on Tuesday afternoon and radio.com, is that there doesn't seem to be this marriage of the run concepts with play action and the passing game, and, you know, at work here is some potential friction or some realistic friction between Bill Callahan, the offensive line coach, and the run game coordinator, and Jay Gruden and P. 
people frustrated that the passes don't match the runs. Uh, that is above my pay grade. Here's the bottom line is I think there was enough icy water between Jay Gruden and Bill Callahan, who my understanding is wanted to leave, uh, was uh, was courted by the Cincinnati Bengals and other teams, was denied permission to leave. So for now, at least he stays probably for the season, although anything can always change. And basically my understanding is that the friction there between Jay and Bill Callahan, which some of it is normal, some of it is not, kind of led to different philosophies and different breakdowns in the run-pass game marriage, and certainly that's what people are attributing to. Now, I have to point this out when I talk about Jay. Look, there were plenty of times, and I pointed this out on this podcast, and I pointed it out on the radio and on Twitter, and anybody who would listen, there were plenty of times where Jay cooked up a successful play and should have had a big home run and a big hit, and Alex Smith missed. Uh, You know, that's not a play caller. That's not a coordination issue. That's an execution issue. However, there are plenty of times, again, where Jay Gruden is too busy running complicated route tree concepts and pass pyramid type schemes and, again, doesn't adjust to what he has or what he doesn't have. And I thought he did a really good job of that, as we, again, pointed out several times. Um for the Jacksonville game and for part of, if not a good portion, of the Tennessee game. So I think if that's the Jay Gruden we get as a play caller, that's great. If we get the Jay Gruden that, for the most part, is a creative, smart guy who can scheme guys open, yes, but sometimes those guys get open and it takes them too long to get open. Sometimes they don't get open. Sometimes everything working in concert, when you can run the ball and when you can get good pass pro, it it's quarterback era, and it's not scheme or play call era. But nothing seems to work consistently together on the same page. And that's where Jay has to get better. If the longer developing pass route concept stuff is taking too long and is not happening quick enough, or if the quarterback is not seeing it, make things easier. Screens, bubbles, quick slants. Uh, RPOs, and that's where Kevin O'Connell comes in. I think Kevin O'Connell is going to improve and kind of marry the 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 RPO concept game, which we certainly saw the Redskins use a, a good deal of with Alex Smith. That is something Alex Smith does well. We certainly saw that. I think Kevin O'Connell is going to sprinkle that and spice that up, mix it with whatever the running game is and whoever the running back are, more screens, more quick stuff, regardless. Even if it's if it's a rookie quarterback, if it's Colt McCoy who can't hold up in pass pro and gets injured, I think you're going to see a shorter, more effective, more crisp passing game if Kevin O'Connell is the play caller as opposed to Jay Gruden. Now, that doesn't mean that Kevin O'Connell can't contribute to a bigger part of the game plan and maybe Jay Gruden listens to him. I don't know. We'll have to see. I would like Kevin O'Connell to be the play caller. I would not like Jay Gruden to basically say, no, 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 I'm afraid to give that up. I don't want to give that up. That's my job. That's what I was brought here to do. I'm not getting fired because a rookie offensive coordinator is calling plays. I get it. So here's my suggestion. Just real quickly wrapping this part up. My suggestion 
is to allow Kevin O'Connell during OTAs, many camps, and the preseason to call a lot of the plays. Now, if they draft a quarterback early, which they're going to do, especially if it's in the first round, clearly Jay and that quarterback are going to have to be on the same page, rhythm, cadence, all that stuff, play calls, communication, that. Got it. But Kevin O'Connell should learn on the job. He shouldn't just be entrusted to call plays week six, week seven, week nine when things are going haywire and sideways and Dan Snyder gets upset and says it's either him or you. That should not be the way it works. He should be calling plays during the preseason games, the OTAs, and minicamps. And as long as the Redskins are doing that, I can be patient. I can wait because I think Kevin O'Connell will have a louder voice and more input, and I think he'll be learning on the job. But if we don't see that, if that's not a storyline, then I will be very disappointed by that. All right, so that's going to do it for this portion of the Locked on Redskins podcast. We'll come on back. Uh, and I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to skip the skin spotlight for today because we are running a, a tight on time. I want to get to a recent mock draft from CBSSports.com and Ryan Wilson, as well as some senior ball fallout uh, in just talking to Ryan Wilson uh, from CBSSports.com, an NFL uh, correspondent and writer who's got some good information and some good analysis. want to pass that along with you uh, as well. Before we get on out of here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, it is episode number 169. Thanks for being with us. At Locked On NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram at WrestleMania six two one at WrestleMania six two one and also at Locked Redskins. Good to have you aboard with us. All right, guys, it is Chris Russell here, and ever since I started the Locked On Redskins podcast, some people ask me for my opinion. Some people ask me for my advice. Sometimes it's, hey, who do you have in the game this Sunday? The truth is, I have no idea who's going to win the big game. But if you think you know, you got to check out my friends at MyBookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell you guys and anyone I run into, lay some lumber down with MyBookie. Trust me, guys, it's your best bet that you'll make all season, especially with, again, the big game coming up this week. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me. So go to my bookie. In-game live betting, most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can bet the over-under, how many fantasy points a player will score each game, all sorts of prop bets. Here's what you do. You join now, you go to MyBookie, and they'll match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use the promo code LOCKEDON25 to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON25 when creating your account to claim the bonus. Yeah, baby. How about that? With us. You play, you win, MyBookie. And then you get paid. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
All right, so it is episode number 169 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you aboard with us. I am your host, Chris Russell. So I mentioned Ryan Wilson, who I talked to on Tuesday afternoon on my radio show on 106.7 The Fan uh, and Radio.com. You can check out the interview at thefandc.com. Ryan Wilson, NFL writer for CBS Sports.com down at the Super Bowl. Uh, and one of the reasons why I wanted to have him on was because you know, with the Redskins, of course, having so much interest in quarterbacks, and again, Kyle Smith uh, and Kevin O'Connell were down there and uh, isolated in, um, there was a lot of talk about Duke's Daniel Jones coming out. He was the Senior Bowl <clears throat> MVP, going 8 for 11 with 115 yards and a touchdown to lead the North and all the quarterbacks. But Ryan Wilson said, whoa, pump the brakes. He didn't play that well, and he explained his reason. Uh, talked about receivers helping him out, like Andy Isabella and Terry McLaren from Ohio State. Talked about some wobbly throws. Uh, sometimes, sometimes that's weather-related, but it was mid-50s, very little wind, uh, and pretty sunny um, on Saturday in Mobile, Alabama, so weather can't really be a tribute. Now, scouts don't put a heavy emphasis on the actual game they look more at the practices they look certainly at all of your game tape and talk to a number of different people so by no means does it seem like Daniel Jones is hurt significantly Uh, but with an up and down senior bowl week certainly teams are going to be more cautious and they're not just going to go oh he won the game MVP and they're going to fall in love with him and because he's what six four six five whatever he is Uh, And because he looks the part and because he was coached by David Cutcliffe at Duke, that he's automatically a top 10 pick. Now, that doesn't mean that he's going to be out of the first round by any means. I think he'll be in the first round at some point. Just don't know exactly where. Got to get a better feel for him. But Wilson, again, of CBSSports.com, told me, and this column is up and we'll post it on Twitter, uh, at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins, also at WrestleMania 621, that he has... Um, Daniel Jones dropping out of the first round. So, you know, I mean, you know, the the bottom line is a lot of things can happen between now and then. One thing I'm pretty sure of, quarterback's value is not going to drop. It's going to rise. So, again, I would say I disagree with Wilson on this, but I understand where he's kind of coming from. Now, the thing you got to keep in mind is, again, the Cutcliffe factor. He developed Peyton Manning, Eli Manning. So people are going to, you know, pro-style offense, people are going to kind of look at that and say, okay, we're willing to take the chance because we don't have as much to develop and as much to clean up. Um, Here's the bottom line. One other thing that I wanted to add. We mentioned Terry McLaren from Ohio State, a good-looking wide receiver, Um, You know, he caught a big, long flea flicker uh, again from Jones uh, that was a little bit underthrown, a little bit behind. He caught the, I want to say, the first pass of the game um, and, you know, did a lot of the the work that you basically need to do as a receiver to rack up the yards after the catch and to make your quarterbacks – look really good. Plus, I know he plays special teams. I know I've talked to a couple of big Ohio State guys. They rave about him as an all-around player. 
Uh, that could be a guy. I don't know exactly where he's going to fit into the mix yet, uh, in what round, but that could be a guy that is very intriguing from an overall skill set perspective. Now, Andy Isabella, the wide receiver out of UMass, who was coached by former Redskin Le- uh, Leonard Hankerson, uh, and led the NCAA in 141 yards receiving yards per game and led the Senior Bowl uh, with seven catches for 74 yards and a touchdown. You know, he is a slot receiver, and he is going to go in the probably low second round, high third round, somewhere in that range, and he is going to be a good, productive player. I mean, we see it all across the NFL with Jamison Crowder, went healthy with Cooper Cup, with Cole Beasley. Uh, we just see it all over the NFL where – teams have a lot of success is in the slot because often they're going against nickel corners who are lesser corners. Um, But right now it would seem, it would seem just initial scratching the surface. I would probably lean towards Terry McLaurin out of Ohio state, as opposed to Andy Isabella uh, from an overall skill set package. Although Isabella is really, really fast. Uh, So that's a couple of thoughts from the Senior Bowl with some help from my buddy Ryan Wilson, again, of CBSSports.com, who also did his latest mock draft. And again, he has Daniel Jones falling out of the first round. He has Nick Bosa dropping from number one, uh, but he has a couple of guys vaulting into the first round out of the Senior Bowl. And with the Washington Redskins pick at number 15 overall, according, you know, if they stay there, he has them taking DK Metcalf, a wide receiver uh, from Old Miss. Big fast, strong kid, uh, but he's dealing with a neck injury. Now, Wilson calls him the best receiver uh, in the draft and, of course, a big-time legitimate uh, downfield playmaker, but the injury status certainly is going to be a major question, and can the Redskins take any chances there? By the way, at 16 with the Carolina Panthers, uh, he has them taking Ja'Kai Polite, who I know some other mock drafts from Florida, an edge defender, have mocked to the Redskins in that regard. Now, just real quickly rounding out his mock draft and his first round, um, you know, he's he, he's got a couple of guys uh, going, you know, from the Senior Bowl that got in, like Debo Samuel, the wide receiver from South Carolina, to number 27 with the Oakland Raiders. Uh, again, it's very early in the, uh, in the process, but Debo Samuel, especially in the red zone at the Senior Bowl, You watch him in one-on-one drills, he's got some really, really good shake moves and some really good pivots and cuts. And that's not always how it's going to be in the NFL, but Debo Samuel opened up some eyes coming out of South Carolina, and if he can just be consistent and if he finds the right system, he can be a stud if he looks anything close to the way he looked at the Senior Bowl and for a good part of his college career out South Carolina. So that's a name to kind of keep an eye on if the Redskins go wide receiver that I wouldn't rule out in Debo Samuel uh, there for Washington. All right, that is going to do it for us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 169. Um, Ken Zampezi is not official as the quarterback's coach yet. We don't know if he will be. We assume he will be, but all the other moves that we discussed and broke down and analyzed are official, and the Redskins keep on going and creating news 
and making the clock tick. Super Bowl 53 coming up this Sunday. We'll be back uh, before then with some Super Bowl 53 thoughts, X's and O's, prop bets, all that kind of stuff. We will cover it all then. Thanks for being with us here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. I am Chris Russell. Have yourself a great day, night. Thanks for downloading us. Thanks for listening. Please share with a friend. Please support our sponsors. Please check out at WrestleMania621, at Locked Redskins, and at Locked on NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.